skeleton crew. <laughs> October, the skeleton crew is here. I bet you couldn't believe that would happen a year or two ago. But here we are in the dungeon. My name is Al, and I'm here with Jamie Sammons. What's up, Jamie? Hello. It's Halloween season. I'm excited. Yeah, it's finally here. And so is Dave Z. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. It is. It is. October, Halloween, all that has always been um, an historic moment for all of our podcasts, starting with Skeleton Crew and all those interviews and the crazy Michael J. show and, and the big Halloween awards and then Banana Laser coming in hot the next year with the retro and, you know, we've always tried to keep up or do something special. And even when the crew was done, uh, we came back in 18 for the Halloween 2018. Then we did um, the uh, the sequel to Devil's Rejects the next year. And then we had those eight shows the year after in 2020. So we've always, no matter what stage the Skeleton Crew was in, dead or alive or at its peak or whatever, we've always done something big for October. So it's just great to be here. Uh, basically, <clears throat> it's always special. The show's always looked upon fondly. So, I guess the the big question then, guys, is, like I said, we've been doing this for, the well, now it's like 11 years. We're in the 12th season of the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> what does Halloween mean to you guys at this age? I think we're always trying to, like, recapture that feeling of going out, the trick-or-treating, the monster movies, um... All the things we did back then, the costumes, the vintage costumes, all that stuff, the music, the Halloween movies, and all that. But as time, as we keep distancing from those days in the 80s and 90s, what does Halloween mean to you at this point? Uh, well, for me, it, <laughs> it means that uh, now I get to scare the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I still love Halloween as much as I always have. I still get just as excited as I always have. Um, and now, uh, instead of going trick-or-treating myself, I get to dress up and win money at work because I usually kill it with the costume contest. And this year, I'm so excited because first prize for costume $500. And he he also added a jack-o'-lantern contest, $500. Two fifty for second place for both of those. Jesus. And Phil, Sweet. my boss, uh, he's a horror fan too. And he is so excited when I started working there several years ago that, that I'm a horror fan and he gets to talk about stuff. Like he was at a, a charity auction and there was a Jason mask that was signed. <laughs> It was signed by Ari Lehman. Now, I know that brings the value down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he bought it for me 
just because he thought I would like it. And I'm like, oh. So anyway, when he decided to add this new, to up the prize money and to add this new contest for Halloween, he came up to me specifically. He's like, you've got to win. And I'm like, yeah, I do, because I need that thousand bucks. Jeez. Yeah, you could care less about the prestige that comes with it. Yeah, like, I know, just I give me the care. money, dude. I just want that money. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Like, now that I'm an adult, I get to decorate. I have my own home. I can do whatever I want with it. You know, when I was... You have your own home, and you could decorate. My own home. When I was a kid, <laughs> and I wanted to decorate... I was limited as to what I could do. One, because I was a kid and I didn't have any money. And then you weren't tall enough. Also, right. I couldn't reach things. That's still true today. Uh, um, But my dad would be like, no, let's not do that. Or no, that's too gory or no, you know, so I do whatever I want. And so now you could do things that the police would be called for. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) No, good. I haven't yet, but I've been dying. You remember, have you seen any of those that like where people put out dead bodies with blood all over the sidewalk and then the police get called? I just think that's hilarious. But, oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's still fun. It's it's I still see it as a super fun time. And I look forward every year to doing the theme. You know, Brian and I always come up with a theme. This year, the theme is Satanic Panic. So... All the movies that we're watching are in some way related to Satan. Like first night we watched Satanic Panic. Satan. Last night we watched The Witch. I can't remember what we're watching tonight, but it's um, you know, that's always you're fun. watching it's the Red Coat's daughter, too. the Black Coat's the daughter, the Black Coat's daughter. That's actually <laughs> the red coat. that's on the list for the thirtieth. We are watching it. Interesting, sweet. You know, I got in trouble one time with decorating. Um, now I, I it was innocent on my end. I was just trying... I thought the the only good thing about Halloween 5 is the kill where Michael ties a noose around the cop's neck and pushes him out of the window. So I wanted to do that. So I dressed a dummy up in a cop's outfit and I hung him out of the window with a noose. And the cops were called. And they thought that it was like some kind of anti-cop thing. It's like, why do you have a, a police officer on the end of a noose out of your window. And I was like, oh, no, it's, it's not how you're seeing it. Trust me, it's totally misinterpreted. He goes, well, how, what kind of context could you put this in? And then I just showed him the clip of Halloween 5, and he was like, oh, yeah, we got to take that outfit off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to take off the police outfit, and now he was Wait just a random a guy. You had a, the cop... Now, I understand why it's a problem, 100%, because Halloween 5 is just too obscure for anyone to even get that. <laughs> and I, I understand why somebody could also see it as a slander on cops. I 100% get that and why they were called and why they questioned you. But what I have a problem with is you're telling me they told you that you had to take those clothes off of that dummy Halloween prop at your house. You had <laughs> to do it. Or what? Well, if you would have said no, I would have said no, because I know my rights. So I would have said no. Um, is that am I breaking a law? So did he say anything like that to you? Because that stuff pisses me off. Um, 
Nah, he was pretty nice, and we started talking, and he was a really cool guy, and he was talking to my wife. So he, he was a really nice guy. So I didn't think right. to be, like, confrontational or, or like, defying or anything. Um, and they have a hard enough time <laughs> with their job. I just didn't want to, like, <laughs> make it any worse. And I didn't want to send that message out, because then I realized that that's how it could be seen. So I just threw a sweater over the guy, and I kept his pants <laughs> on with the yellow stripe going down. <laughs> But, yeah. But and I even had Michael standing at the window, so it looked like he pushed them out. But I don't think anybody got that. That's a, And I understand why you were, because the guy was cool and everything else, so I get that. Yeah. I'm not trying to be confrontational, but I also don't like when cops throw their weight around too much and try to say anything they can just because they think that most people are going to comply when they're completely not saying anything that is illegal. Right. Yeah, I, I saw his side of it, though. I get it. Right. I, I get it. So speaking of, like, our ages and, and Halloween and how how we don't just hold on to the feelings we had as a kid, and instead we make new memories and we expand on it. Like Jamie said, we just we take what we did as a kid and we move on and do the adult side of it now. And that in itself is a journey to look back on and be nostalgic about that. Like, my wife talks all the time about how, remember when you scare those kids, because now I always do the Michael Myers in the garage thing, so she rings, uh, they ring the doorbell, and on their way back, I come out of the garage and scare the crap out of them. It's great. The music's going. The uh, dummy Jason is there. And uh, it's just like a great thing because first he's there and they get freaked out about that. Then when they come back, they look again and they see me with him like he wasn't there before. And that's when I come after them. So it's a really great setup. So, yeah, now I look back on that just as fondly as I did as a kid and what I used to do then. Now, here's where the questions get more complicated. We could do that. We could create new memories and look back on those and love them in the moment. However... Is it possible for us to still be into these movies as we were in the 80s when we're 80? Like, how long, how many years, how many times are we going to blast through the Halloween movies? How many times are we going to watch Trick or Treat, any three of them? How many times are we going to, you know, do this, that, the other thing? Do you think there's ever going to be a point where you're all... Halloweened out, and that moment at the end of Halloween when the credits hit will not hit you the same way. Or, like, is there a point of exhaustion? Is there a point where it's not magic anymore, and now you you're on the phone more than anything while these movies are on, or something like that? I don't think so. No. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't changed in forty plus years, so I don't right. see it changing anytime soon. And like every time we go to the movies, if we see like an old couple, and I just love it. I love when I see really old people seeing horror movies. I just I don't know why, but I love it. And I'll always turn to Brian. I'm like, that's us. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it he's will like, be. Yeah, it will be. I mean, that's um. Yeah, but you see, that's a new movie, though, that they're watching. No, that's, that's true. Yeah, like, do you, do you think we're going to get to a point where we're like, ugh, I'm sorry, I just can't do this anymore. I just want to watch something else. I want to watch something new. I don't want to keep rewatching whatever, whatever. And listen, I'm not saying I'm at that point now. I'm glad I'm I'm not. But I'm just curious, do you guys think that this can sustain for the next 30 years? Well, yeah, yeah, certainly. I, you know, the thing about Halloween is, even though we're adults now, it's what's great about Halloween 
for me now is the placement of the month of October because it's just a thing I need to get me going when the end of summer depression hits because I was always depressed going back to school when I was a kid and I'm just as depressed now because I like nice weather. I don't like when the weather turns cold. I don't like cold at all. So I'm nah. kind of bumming out as soon as summer comes to an end. So it's so great that October comes in. And while at least we got Halloween to get us through October. And a lot of times October isn't even that cold. It's so exciting to to be part of it because I look forward to doing it every year. And it's the same stuff I've been doing. And it's like when you're an adult, what else do you have? It's like October, even though it's difficult for me to fit a movie in every day, Although it's weird. I could say that right now, and you could talk to me in two weeks from now, and I might have watched 30 movies. It just depends on what's happening at that particular time with, with my family and everything else. So it's like I look so forward to watching all the movies, and now with the with the movies that I do watch, I used to have it, what do you call it, uh, for years, like before the internet came around. I would just take like whatever, 30, 40 movies, and i put them in a hat. And they were just usually my favorites, Exorcist, Night of the Living Dead, anything that had to do with Halloween or just had to be like a favorite movie. Of course, Halloween was saved till the night of, but that's different, you know. But everything else, I would just put into a hat with a piece of paper and draw it out every day and say, okay, oh, look what, look what came up, Texas Chainsaw. We're watching that today. And I would do it every day. Then there were times where I, I did do it, what Jamie and Brian do, and I, I have had the, you know, the movies have like a, a theme to them and everything else. And I've done that you know, many times too. And now I just know that I'm going to end up having at least 31 and 31 days one way or the other. It may, even if it's not one a day, it might be one a day, none today and three tomorrow. It just depends right. on circumstance. But I don't, I'm just happy to do it. I'm just happy because I, and I, and I don't push it as hard as I used to with my wife. Cause I'm like, man, it's October and I haven't even got enough in yet. I tell her, can she knows I like to do, even if I'm doing it on my own, I'm happy. I don't care. She's not going to watch a horror movie with me every day. But on Halloween night, if she is there, and she will, she'll understand that it's that I'm going to watch Halloween, and she's going to probably watch it with me. And the family gets in on it. It's just the fun of all that, and, and the decorating, and and all that stuff is cool. And it's so much better because if you can decorate early before the weather gets bad, it's much better. Like decorating for Christmas is a bummer to me because it's cold out. I'm miserable half the time. I got gloves on. It's always windy. It's just. And Christmas is nice. See that? Okay, there you go, Alex. That kind of answers the question. Like, even though we're adults now and, and, and it's different, okay, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, nothing is ever going to be better than Christmas morning as a kid. Nothing can touch the excitement of the Christmas season as a kid. Nothing even comes close. However, when Christmas Day comes and when Christmas Eve comes, I still feel good. I'm still happy. It's a good thing. And I enjoy myself. It's not at all to the magnitude of being a child but halloween it's the same kind of thing except i think i'm just as excited now as i was when i was a kid because i celebrate all month when i was a kid we didn't celebrate all month we put directions direct we put you know decorations <laughs> up and then what do you do on, on the night you go trick-or-treating and then you have candy and then it's over so it's almost like as an adult, I feel that we're doing more now. People go to haunted houses. We have Spirit Halloween. We have like different things we could do. Where when in the eighties when we were kids, yeah, there was nothing really. Yeah, you might have like a class Halloween party, or maybe a friend of a friend would have one on like a random Saturday in October. It could happen, but now it almost seems like 
there's actually more to do, mostly because of our age. And they're replaying old movies in the theater. You'll see The Exorcist playing now. You're going to see Halloween right. come up. You're, so you can get new movies and you can get old movies. And I don't see that changing. Like, you know, even if I'm going to the movies by myself, which I kind of prefer in a way because when I go by myself, it costs me nothing. When I go with my family, it's freaking $30 in concessions and everything else. And I got to be there. When I go to a movie by myself, literally, remember I sent you guys a text the other day. Yeah. I was going to see Saw. It, the movie started at one o'clock. I don't get there until one fifteen, And I, I have a water. I sneak in. I walk in. I go right to my seat. The movie begins with my family. It's a little bit more of a night out type thing. And we're going to get this. And we're going to stop here. So it's, oh, it's unbelievable. And then, then they want to go out to eat when you're done watching. Well, the thing is, we get Taco Bell it's like, because Taco Bell happens to be in the AMC Plaza where they go see the movies. So we had this tradition. Taco Hell. And my daughter loves it. So we still get it. So we always go and we order. And then they have these big purses, my wife and my daughter. And they sneak. So we go in there and I have like freaking two tacos and then have popcorn. And then maybe I can't even do it anymore. And like then my daughter, Francesca, will get like chicken fingers or pretzel bites or something on top. It's like we don't eat ever as much unless we're going out to some big fancy. <laughs> I know. Suddenly everyone's compulsed to eat. It's crazy. Everybody's eating throughout <laughs> the whole movie. So uh, lucky for me, I don't have to go out to dinner after because everybody stuffed themselves during the movie. So I'm like, okay, great. But it's uh, – hey, I just hope that when we get older, there's movie theaters to go to. The, right. The direction we're going in 30 years from now, if we're all still kicking it and going – um, who even knows? So it's always going to be the same for me ultimately. Cause I, I've, I haven't changed since I've been a kid. All I've done is add to my repertoire. Everything I liked when I was a kid, I still like, um, I've just added more to it. So I, I can, I think it's just going to continue. God willing. I hope so. Yeah. That's what I say. I always felt that the best parts of my childhood were things I did, like things I, I, I created my happiness. It was never because of things around me. So um, the only thing um, I ever felt was that my life just kept getting better as I got older and and got away. So it, it just kept always getting better and better. And that went for everything. And Halloween and holidays were a big reason. And I always had to create my own world um, and my own happiness to to really get through my childhood so like like i was always just off on my own planet really in a way so like uh it just carried over i guess into my adult life in different ways um and one of them is things like halloween like like you said like back then i mean halloween was you know it was october and okay and then maybe you went to the pumpkin patch and got pumpkins or you went to Shoprite and got them who knows and then maybe you buying the costume for Halloween was the a thing. Yeah, that was and, fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your school had a Halloween dance, maybe. Mine did. Uh, I remember. Um, I have a funny story about that. I never told anybody this. And this... <laughs> nobody in the world would ever... It's just the weirdest thing. It's so random. But I went to a Halloween dance. Oh, yeah. And another weird tradition. Before the Halloween dance in my middle school, for whatever reason, I always watched... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 movie right before I left. <laughs> it's like wow. the weirdest thing. Like, say the dance was at seven. Like, for whatever reason, I guess the first year of sixth grade, I watched that movie for some reason and then went to the thing. And then it 
that moment was so magical to me for some reason, even though it was nothing to do with Halloween. I did it again the next year and then again the next year. Because, I don't know, something about it was just so great to me. But uh, that's whatever. So I'm at, I'm at this Halloween dance. For some reason, I guess, what's the year? It had to be like 91. So we're at the dance, and somebody mentions doing the kid and play move. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, you like, let's say, so say you grab your left foot with your right hand, and then you jump through it with your other leg. Do you know what that is? The kid and play jump? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I've done it or something. I don't know. I was able to do it, whatever. So the, so the, a few of my friends in school at the dance say, yeah, do that that thing. <laughs> so in front of everybody, I jump and I guess I clip my hand and my whole, my whole body goes landing face first on the floor. <laughs> and I bang my two front teeth on, oh on the floor. Oh, <laughs> Somehow my mouth was open, though, thank God, so it didn't split my lip or anything, but I, I immediately, like, got up and ran to the bathroom because I thought I lost my teeth or something, <sighs> and then I look, and there's this fracture that goes across one tooth and then up it. <sighs> I've had that for, like, 30 years or whatever, like, <laughs> um... So I still I still have that. Like, it was never repaired or nothing, but I have that from that day. Like, that's the one weird, like, Halloween dance thing that I remember. Yeah, basically, so you had that and you had a couple other things. But as adults and being as into horror and now with the internet and you're able to, like, really let your freak flag fly, like that dork on Freddy vs. Jason, <laughs> you could kind of, like, have other people embrace it or else you could do things to put it out there or whatever. So... Yeah, I think because of the internet, really, or something, I don't know, or I don't know what the real reason is, but yeah, we've now made Halloween go from that to an entire month-long celebration, which you never really did. I mean, maybe if you were smart enough to think of that back then, but I never did as a kid. I'm sure I watched horror movies a little extra and stuff during that month, and The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, I always watched those since I was 11. Other than that, yeah, there wasn't like it is now. You don't have the accessibility. You can't just go to the movies whenever you want. You can't do a lot of things that you could do as an adult. So, yeah, I think it only gets better in that respect. And as far as the movies go, I don't know. I guess I've been watching movies since I was 10. I mean, I was obsessed with Friday, too, since I was, like, 9 or 10. And I still watch that like it's new. 30 years hasn't phased me yet. So hopefully the next 40 don't either. I don't know. But if it does, move on, you know. Uh, you just reminded me of one of my rituals when I was a kid. As soon as October started, I would s start highlighting things in the TV guide. And I would go down through the TV guide and highlight everything Halloween that I wanted to watch. And then I would write out a schedule uh, so that I wouldn't miss anything. Because back then, you know, right. we didn't have streaming. You, you either watched it or you, or you didn't. take fucker. Or else you set your VCR. I used to do that. I used to set my VCR and record horror movies when I was yeah, a kid. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but like, oh, is yeah. I just I wanted to absorb everything that I could Halloween related, and I still do that now. I'll go through the um, like the TV thing because I used to love Halloween special episodes, and now they have oh, yeah. things like um, it's usually Cake Wars, but I think, but then during the during Halloween, it's oh Halloween Wars, yeah. Um, and you'd have like 
one candy maker, one baker, and one pumpkin guy, and they would all have to compete with you know with in a team to make these decorations or whatever. Anyway, I never wanted to miss an episode of that, so I would you know put wow. that in my. Now we don't have cable, so. I don't really do that as much, but I still go to Hulu. I go to, cause they'll have a Halloween section. Prime will have a Halloween section, you know, uh, and I go and I look at all that stuff. And another thing I still do, um, when I did have cable, cause we just got rid of it about a year ago, I would get up in the morning and I would watch, I'd turn it on like Turner classic movies or whatever, because during October they were always showing you know, horror movies. And Brian would come wandering in and he's like, why are you watching this on TV? Just get the Blu-ray. Right. And I'm, That's what I'm, I always say. <laughs> I'm like, because it's not special if I don't watch it on TV because then I get the Halloween commercials, which is another thing I love. So right. it's just, uh, you know, Halloween packaged food. And now because Halloween has blown up and it is such an enormous moneymaker, Mm-hmm. We have Halloween, all kinds of stuff, like you were saying, and yeah. um, it's just like it's it's like a like an amusement park. I don't know. It's just great. No, oh, yeah, Jamie. Do you know how Dracula eats a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup? Um, I remember that commercial, but I don't remember <laughs> the answer. No, something about the teeth. How a count eats a Reese's peanut butter cup. I like to eat the peanut butter first. <laughs> There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Yeah, he, he bites and he sucks the peanut butter out first. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I'll watch that stuff. And I have tons of it. I'm saved on YouTube. Halloween commercials from the 80s, specials yeah. from the 80s, like all the different... It could be anything. It could be freaking Punky Brewster or freak, any show at all that played in the 80s when I was a kid, if they had a Halloween special and I can find it on YouTube, that's what I will watch. I don't yeah. need modern television because I don't do commercials, modern commercials. I love old commercials, but the modern ones, I have no desire to see them. So I, I, I feel everything now just, you know, I always say it's like soulless now. It's not the same. But I love having all that, all that old stuff. Thank goodness for things like YouTube because seriously, that's oh, what I God. use it for, for nostalgia, for anything older that people had on their VHS that they put up there oh, yeah. and were able to so put it there. So glad they did that. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, what what a great, that's why I say this is one of the best things about living in the era we're living in. Oh, is yeah. That, it's accessible. Right. We can, And we can relive old things. Even if you can't, let's say you're a fan of a TV show and it's not available, like on streaming or something. If you hunt and if you know where to look, you could find somebody selling, selling like burned DVDs, you know, VHS mm-hmm. to DVD stuff. And you could just get your own. And then watch them. So we live in such a, a a place now. Like when we were kids, we never would have dreamed that you'd be watching this again. Everything was just a one take back then. You watch it and and that's it when it comes to TV shows. But now, mm-hmm. now you can go back. I love that. I love watching old Halloween commercials. And so, so that's a whole other element that we have now that is a kid. Yeah, it's a great time to be alive for that because people don't know, but I, I don't really talk about it. Like, I'm obsessed with, like, 90s basketball and stuff, like the Bulls and Pippen and Jordan and all that. And I love, like, I, I could go now and watch all the 1996 playoff games. Or oh, I could yeah. go watch, you know, like, anything. Like, it's all there, and and it's read-only memory. I mean, it's it's the same thing as it was then. 
It, it's exactly what you saw as a kid. Nothing changed. Nothing's altered. It, talk about reliving something. I mean, see, that's what's good about now is that even if you're like you were saying before, Alex, you said when when Jamie and Brian go and they see the old couple at a new movie, you're like, well, yeah, but it's a new movie. Are you going to want to go? Uh, but the thing is, if you by chance don't want to go, you still have uh, places will still play the old ones. And I believe that that will survive even if theaters close because of movies that are on film now and that are famous and the people will know they'll still find a place to play them. Like we have a place in town that's, you know, it's like a theater, but they'll also play movies uh, on a certain night of the week for special events. I don't think that will ever go away. Like the kind of places that show like Rocky horror and stuff like that. Right. Even if AMC and Regal somehow close their doors, which is possible in 30 years and we're all still going, we will always have, I believe the individual film fans that want to, Let's have Friday the Thirteenth on a Friday the Thirteenth. Let's have horror movies in, in in the in the hollow in October. I think that will still go. So I think we'll always have that, which is a positive. Yeah, look at that drive-in that I shot my movie in. They were showing Creepshow uh, one, and um, gee, I forget the other one. Hmm. I was too busy making a movie. <laughs> I don't think we even watched anything. But like, yeah, like. <laughs> But, like, that's a drive-in. I was showing these movies. Like, that's amazing, right? Like, it's called the Mahonen Drive-In or something. It's either in New York or or Pennsylvania. I forget which one. I can't believe you don't go to that freaking place because they always have horror stuff there. And they always have, like, uh, horror people go there. And they have marathons. And See, you got so many cool things near you. You're so lucky and don't even realize it. I don't have anything here. No, I do realize it. I I go to conventions all the time. I stopped. I kind of got over them because I'm tired of meeting people. But I still... I still do like the atmosphere of walking around and all the tables yeah. and all the cool shit. Like I still, I still do. So I, I convinced my friend Robin to start going with me again. So we are going to this this chiller. Yep. So that's the intro, and we'll be right back with a a very cool segment. Um, something I think doesn't get talked about enough. People who don't get appreciated enough. These people are very important. The very important dynamic in in movies, television. Whatever. I don't know what to name this. Um, I was bouncing around. It was like twats, jerk-offs, and assholes, or <laughs> dicks, bitches, and favorite fuckers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it, and then we'll name it the day the show gets released. But, yeah, we're going to talk about assholes. We'll be right back. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. Michael! He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God! Who's going to be next?
Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him. Hi, this is Danielle Harris, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Since Felice Martin have assholes in television and movies been so pivotal, <laughs> everyone's like, wow. Who? Felice. She, she is, though. She's the queen. I mean, if you want to talk about an asshole on a, a, a entertainment of film, film in any way, shape, or form, Felice Martin, I mean, once that name, uh, Catherine Cannon, is on the beginning when 90210 comes on and you see her name in the intro, you're like, oh, thank God. Because you know it's going to be good. <laughs> she is a relentless asshole. She never stops, not for a second. It's great every time. No, I always wanted to slap her. Oh, I love her. You wanted yeah. to sl- I love everything she does. Remember when she tried to give Ray $10,000 to leave Donna alone? <laughs> right. That is, she is wild. And the list goes on and on. But yeah, we're talking about assholes in horror movies. Um, you know, we all, there's so many to love. There's so many to hate. Sometimes they're just such an ass, great asshole that you're like, this guy is amazing. Other times, like Saw 2, you're just like, I fucking hate this guy. And I can't even watch this what? That's... He's one of the ones you, okay, let's start with him. You're telling me he's, <laughs> Xavier is a guy you love? No, I fucking hate no, him. he's. He's an asshole. Right. But I was saying no because he was on my list oh. and, you, and uh, that was going to be one of mine. But no, I fucking hate that guy. I, the first Ugh. time I saw that movie, I hated that character so much that I was like, if Frankie G ever crosses my path, I'm punching him square in the mouth <laughs> because he is a fucking dick. But I understand that it was the character, obviously. But that's just he was. Oh, I just can't stand it. Oh. I agree. Actually, and he does that thing to Amanda. That was the worst part of all. Yes, man. Oh, when he pushed her in the pit. No, he threw her in there. Yeah. And yeah. that's actually, sure. he was the very first one on my list. He's the very first one I thought of. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's how much I hate him. <laughs> and it's not because Saw 10 just came out. No, we would have thought that anyway. No. no I, well, it's not for me because I haven't seen it yet. So. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe what happened. So uh, um, Jigsaw, he decides. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no, this guy, I said this on Banana Laser, man. Back, um, you heard of them, right? Banana Laser? The other horror podcast? Uh, vague, vaguely. Yeah. I don't think I ever listened, but I, I'm aware that it was around. Yeah. yeah, they think they're our chief competition for some reason, but I don't know. I never got into it. Right. Yeah. I thought that was House of Horror. <laughs> Oh, they were, but then we won that fight. But these guys, we're not even fighting them, and they think, like, it's a thing. I don't know. But either way, I'm just glad they're gone. But... Yep. (laughs) So, um, when I went on that show, I said, oh, my journey of Saw, I I told them when I was on the third episode, was that I never even watched Saw 3 through 7, because he turned me off so much. (laughs) 
that I just couldn't watch these movies anymore. I was like, I, I, I'm, I didn't have a good time here. I don't want to watch this. And I hated it, and I never watched another Saw. So I didn't get to take the, the amazing journey all you guys took all those years. I wouldn't call it amazing, but... <laughs> It it was a journey. Three was amazing. <laughs> Four was pretty good. Five was stronger. Six was great. Seven was weaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, eight was um, just another entry, I guess. Nine was not good. And then we'll one day find out what we think of Saw X. I mean, we all agree Spiral sucked, right? No, no. I liked it. I really? Think yeah. I liked it. I just watched it because remember, you know, I, I, I just had to watch them again because I, I was watching them all up leading up to going to see this. And we were talking about it on, on Jay of the Dead's new horror movies. And uh, so I was reviewing. So I this time going into it, it, things changed for me, even though I've seen the whole thing like six times. But I've only seen Spiral like twice, I think. I just took it as a movie. I wasn't thinking about Jigsaw. I wasn't thinking about how right. does it stand up against the others as a Saw film. I just took it as a movie with not, and I thought it was a really good freaking, you know, mystery drama freaking horror. I I, I yeah. was into it and it was cool. I there were things about it that I absolutely hate and I don't love the movie, but it's not my least favorite. Se- separating Spiral is easy because it doesn't feel like the other movies and it doesn't look right. like the other movies and that's why I liked it because it was totally different. Oh, you'll like well, it. Well, I I'm surprised they named Saw 10 Saw X because they actually included Spiral even though it's technically really not a Saw movie at all. It's not even named sure Saw. Sure it is. Yeah, but that's like saying Halloween 3 isn't part of the freaking their franchise because there's nothing to do with the other ones. Yeah, but it's called Halloween 3. In this one, yeah. So you're taking the word Halloween because the word Halloween is in there. It's, it's okay. No, because Halloween 3 is in there. Okay, so you're telling me if the 3 wasn't there, this would have called it, like <laughs> I said it should have called it, Halloween colon freaking, you know, Season of the Witch. That makes the difference to you? Yeah. The number? Well, they literally say it's the third one. I hear you. I just, it's like Jigsaw. Jigsaw wasn't called Saw 8. It was just called Jigsaw. It's like Jason. It's it's like the Jason movies. You know what I mean? Jason Goes to Hell was 9. And then Jason X. Yeah, they they shouldn't have said X because it's, but I guess it's the 10th Jason movie, even though it's really not. Because Mrs. Voorhees, well, no, I guess it's, it's only the ninth. It's really Jason the ninth, movie. Right. Well, no, Jason's in the first one, well, too. Well, I was going to so... say, but he does jump out, right? But. Yeah. True, but from the book of Saw, having the word Saw in any title of any movie, to me, especially in this, you know what I mean? Oh, is that in the real title? Yeah, it's called, yeah, that's the name of the movie. It's called uh, Spiral, colon, from the book of Saw. Oh, I thought they just wrote that on the cover of the DVD. Oh, no, that's the movie. That's what it, as far as I know, that's what it's always been called, because there was another no, Spiral it movie is, that it came is. out, too. Oh, okay, well then, yeah, then it is one, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. That's easy. Right, right on. Yeah, yeah. I had no. I thought. I thought. I thought it was just something they wrote under the title on the on the Blu-ray. Okay. All right. So I guess I already kind of. J- I already jumped out there with Xavier. So Jamie, any assholes for us? Yeah, I'm sitting between two of them. Oh, <laughs> wow. Unlistenable assholes. Uh, I have Quentin from Cube. Because oh. he's a fucking dick. <laughs> and then he even gets rapey at the end. You know, or like, 
uh, I don't know, just gross and yeah. Um, Alex, you've seen Cube, haven't you? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy at the end that turns on everybody and like gets all monstrous, and uh, he ends up killing the the two people that are left, except for the you know the autistic guy. I can't remember his name. Right. But anyway. He's a total jerk. He's a jerk through the whole thing. Like he wants to leave people behind. He wants to sacrifice people so he can get through a trap. Like he's just a dick. He has absolutely no concern for anyone other than himself. And I hate him. Oh, and he dropped Dr. Lady. Like she was falling and he had her hand and he just whoop, let her go. And I'm like, oh, you're a dick. And plus he looks like uh, he looks like Sinbad with AIDS. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> bad with AIDS. Oh, that's funny. I, I wish I could weigh in more because I've seen Cube a couple times, but I can't remember. It's been too long. Me too. It's been too long. I can't get that into the my take on that. Yeah. yeah. If only I reviewed it recently, it would be in my notes, which is how I found all mine. But <laughs> I literally typed the word asshole because everyone knows that listens to my shows that I take notes for every movie I watch that I do on a podcast. So they're all on my iCloud. So all I got to do is go to Notepad and type in asshole. And anytime I use that word, that that's how I decided. Well, Dave, what popped up when you typed in asshole? Okay. This one is an obvious one. But uh, the thing is about this guy – I, over the years, tend to kind of see his opinion in that it does make sense. Mm -hmm. He presents himself like an asshole, but I think he did make good points because it's kind of uh, a fight between two different groups. And it's Captain Rhodes from Day of the Dead. Right. I mean, he's oh, great, but he's no. an asshole. Oh, I love him. He, that's an amazing pick. Yeah, I love him. And he gets it. I do. Um the interesting thing about him is every time I watch that movie, which is quite often, uh, we watch it once or once or twice a year at least. Every time I watch it, I kind of look at it from a different perspective every time just to see what I think about him. Because when I was growing up and I was watching that movie, he was just always bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. Correct. But I've yes. actually, you know, <laughs> yep. as I get older, I'm trying to look at the nuances of his character and not just him. But the other characters as well. And um, like, oh, what's his name? Steel. Poor I love Steel. Steel. I actually, yeah, I feel bad I for him because, don't you know, when push comes bad. to shove. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's like he didn't want to shoot her. No. You know, he wasn't going to. He thought he was kidding around. You know, it's just and he only agreed to do it. And, and you know, obviously didn't. But he only agreed to do it because. Rhodes was holding a gun on him. And so I look at all these people in this situation and I think what they're what they've been through, what they're going through now, everything they're experiencing. To me, it's a miracle if you didn't come out the other side being a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. especially when Rhodes, who um, now, of course, I guess he's worse than the the guy that died that right. was before him. Like, so says the guy. But, yeah, I don't know that he was always that way. Like, we don't get the indication that he was necessarily always like that. Like, it could be cabin fever. It could be just the pressure and the stress of everything that's going on. You know? Like, I don't know. But I, I try to give him a little bit of black these days just because of the situation. Maybe I'm too generous, but... Yeah. I think... 
there's a lot of assholes in this movie. Like the two <laughs> that we started with, and this chick's boyfriend who got his arm cut off. He is such a douche. He is such a douche. Everything about him, I can, Miguel. Yeah, Miguel is such yeah. an asswipe. I hate him so much. Oh, <laughs> so fucking what? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> he can't be an asshole. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Stronger than me. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. Yeah, just admit defeat, bro. <laughs> so what? So fucking. You're stronger than me. So fucking what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die anyway. I thought you were talking about Steel. Oh, and the other guy because they are kind of an asshole to to her because they're like you know they're a little bit I don't want to say rapey but they're still even though Steel's not an asshole when it comes to murder he still is coming on a little strong oh, yeah. to her saying you know give someone else a chance at that and he's grabbing his cock and so it's a little bit. But I thought you were going to say Steele was being the asshole, but instead you're talking about Miguel. (laughs) She's got an honest-to-God dick. (laughs) Yeah, he gets no passes on my end. Um, I love Rhodes. I mean, this guy is like, what the fuck are you doing my time? Like, I love him. Did you guys ever see when they took the audio of him and uh, Frankenstein? Or he called the doctor Frankenstein, right? Yeah. 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 When when those two are yelling at each other and they put it to the Ninja Turtles with Shredder and Krang yelling at each other. Oh my god, no. Oh, it's so That's great. I have to find that. Yeah, it's so amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly all the characters in that are great. You know. Oh yeah. They are. Except Miguel. He's uh, he honestly, he is and I even try to give him a little slack. He's under everybody is under a lot of pressure. It's fucking scary. It's a fright. I mean, it's scary to even be awake. Right. You know, in, in the world that they're living in now. At any second you could die and they do. But the the what he does at the end, I cannot forgive him for that. That is unforgivable. But and the fact the way he treats her when she's just trying to look like I understand that his uh, that he's bruised, his ego is bruised, but I get it. But the way he treats her when she's just trying to look out for him, inexcusable. Like, I just I can't stand that guy. Also, I look at him now and we don't know what he was like when she first met him. But I look at him now and I'm like, who could fuck this guy? Yeah. Why like, are why? you dating like, him? Like, there is nothing about this guy that I find appealing. Nothing. Particularly the fact that he's whiny and mopey. Yeah, they have less chemistry than Heather Lincoln Camp and Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you you don't really get at all that they even have a relationship. No, nothing. Uh, you know, at least at this point. I mean, I guess things well, could have been different before. But Who else could she fuck, really? She's not going to fuck anyone on the other side. <laughs> she's not going to fuck the, the guy with the accent. And, and, and she's... And she's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob would have been in. Yeah. The other guy's too sciencey and nerdy. Right. And then, yeah, who else is there? There's really nobody else for her to fuck. Yeah. Well, then the other guy too with the glasses. As long as there's you and me and a couple of other people, <laughs> we have some babies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, he's a great choice because now we could talk about is his death. Um, is it, is it, is it not the perfect fucking death for an asshole? Right. I mean, is it not amazing? Oh, yeah. oh it's fantastic. 
And he yeah. goes down to the end. He's still being an asshole, and he's like, Joe, God. Yeah, he's still being great. an asshole right to his last breath. That's yes, great, man. When he, when Bub is chasing him down the hall, and he's like sliding, he get, you know, he's already shot, so he's sliding That's down the so wall funny. to get down the hall, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" Yeah, he's just like barely. Come on! I love it. That crack action when he opens that door, and they're all standing there, and they come <laughs> lunging at him. The look on his. <laughs> no, he's right. I would still do the same thing right to the bitter end. I'm not going to let you know I'm defeated at the end. I'm still going to act like I don't care, and I'm still going to tell you off and be defiant and all that stuff. I'm not going to just be like, no, please, please, no, because I don't know why anyone begs. Nobody ever goes, fine, and just walks away. <laughs> like, stop begging for your life. Even in real life, if you, unf- God forbid, come into the situation where someone's killing you like friday four he's killing me if that ever happens to you <laughs> just fight back until the very end and do not be nice don't be apologetic don't beg just try to kill them that's all that's my advice yeah you know that scene in the hills run red where um so I, the thing i the, my favorite part about that movie is uh the guy is wearing for anyone who hasn't seen there the killer is wearing this like baby doll mask kind of thing and the girl that he captures seems to think that he is mm, limited mentally Mm -hmm. you know like he's like she's dealing with a leather face type character or something right you know and so she starts like singing to him or you know trying to talk and he's like hey that's really you know that's really nice it's not going to do you any good but like, and the whole time he hasn't spoken up until this point. And so, you know, you're kind of along with you're like, oh, you're like, he's, he's challenged. She's going to try to trick him, like use a little psychology. And he's just very calm. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to do you any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's not going to save you. Right. And then it's chilling. It's so chilling. I love when he says that. But I don't know why I brought that up. Why did I bring that up? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I said, don't be nice and try to appeal to people. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I told you it doesn't work, see? Yeah. It does not. Just like I don't know why killers constantly walk around calling for their prey, because who's going to be hiding? And then they're like, Jamie! I'm like, oh, shit, he called my name. I'm over here. <laughs> Little pig. Little pig, come on out. Okay. <laughs> so... I wanted to say that the one thing I forgot to mention in our Iconic Moments show is, uh, remember, I, or was that the one where I told you guys I was kind of traumatized? Or was it the most brutal deaths? Probably that. Where I said I was traumatized by the Toxic Avenger and RoboCop? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I forgot to mention this movie. I also saw this when it came out. Like, my dad rented it from Palmer Video, made a copy, and it was in our house. And, uh... I watched it and watched this guy's body be pulled apart like that. And I was like, oh, my God, is this going to happen to me? And I was just totally yes. traumatized. And uh, yeah, that was one of them. Those those three deaths of the 80s are even to this day, my most traumatizing deaths. Like I watched them and that feeling just resurges. It's pretty, pretty cool that I get to feel that way. And most other people probably don't even care. So, so that's cool. So, uh, so my number... At least it's quick. <laughs> it's a quick death, yeah. right? 
<laughs> Choke on it. That's the best. <laughs> That's amazing. It is. So my second pick for the asshole award goes to Cage's grandfather in Pet Cemetery. He actually starts a fight oh. at the funeral, the open yeah. casket, and knocks his fucking coffin over with the kid inside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is way out of line. He is way out of line. I told you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Get nothing but heartache. Yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't talk about this before that day or wait, if you somehow forgot to mention this, wait till after this thing, and when you get outside... Like, Man, what? That's crazy. An asshole. Well, yeah, and it's You're the right. father is, you know, he's grieving as well. And to come at him like that at, at his son's funeral and then, ca- you know, end up causing the coffin to tip. I mean, oh. that's just it's too, too far. And like, I want to punch him every single time. I hate that guy. Yeah, man. Unlike Rhodes, he gets no death. And there's going to be those two that we talk about that get no death. So that's going to be that's going to be rough. But uh, Jamie, who's your next pick? Okie dokie. Well, my next one is I. <laughs> this is a little farther down my list, but two things made me want to bring it up. One, Captain, because you just said Captain Rhodes. Two, um, I can't do it, Captain. The whole choke on him. And that's funny. You'll see how this comes, this, how this connects. But uh, this is uh, Captain Ryan from Dog Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the guy. Oh, he shoots yeah. the dog in the very beginning of the movie. And then, I, you know, you hate him from that point on. And then he becomes a werewolf. But the reason that it kind of ties into Dawn is not because of him. It's actually because of Spoon, who, when he's getting killed in the kitchen, he's like, I hope I give you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right (laughs) I forgot about that (laughs) but yeah Captain Ryan is a straight up dick and anyone who shoots a dog in the head for no reason and there really was no good reason for that like I get the point he was trying to make but you don't have to make that point like you don't have to kill a dog to make that point the guy proved to you that he was good and he, you're going to make him shoot a dog for no reason just to be on your team? Fuck you. I would do exactly what uh, what he did. And he said, fuck you, <laughs> and then didn't join the team. Right. So it's just that I just, I don't know, like people who have that little disregard for anybody's well-being. Plus, he's the reason that the other team ends up getting killed. Uh, well, his team, obviously, but then the second team that goes in, he's the reason they're there. And the reason they all get killed is because they're supposed to be running interference and like they don't even have live ammunition. He brings them into that situation knowing that they think it's a training exercise and they have no live and inter- no live ammunition. That's you're a dick. You're a straight <laughs> dick. So agreed. You're right. Yeah. Well, who who's your second asshole, Dave? Okay, my second asshole is um Guy Woodhouse from Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. Oh, good. I mean, one. that's an asshole, right? That's an yeah, asshole. I mean, no, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even care about the other people being evil and, and involved in what they're involved in. He's an asshole for putting his wife 
through all of that for his own selfish reasons and not even caring, not even caring about it. Say, oh, we could try again and this and that and letting them her come in. And she feels like she got raped. And he says, oh, it was me. I scratched you the night before. And uh, just everything about his setup and him being romanticized from freaking, you know, from the cult to do what he what he's doing and what he does to this poor girl is freaking it's just it's disgusting. He is an asshole. Every time I watch that movie, I, I can't stand him. Right? No, he he is he is deplorable. He is uh, you can't excuse anything he's done, and it's not even just to her. He causes their friend to die because yeah. he comes home and takes the I think it was a mitten or something that the guy left behind, and or he took it uh, so they could kill him because he was getting too close uh but yeah it always pisses me off that he has such like, he doesn't even care about his wife yeah like disregard if, yeah total total disregard for his own gain now he can try to rationalize it with himself and say well you know if i'm successful that's good for the family and i'm really doing this for her so she can have nice things get the fuck out of here no you're not you're doing because you're a dick <laughs> and you're allowing your among other things you are allowing your wife to be raped by satan <laughs> Right. How you cannot get any worse than that. You're right. <laughs> Maybe that's her one pass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if she enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> she was awake for it, poor baby. She wasn't even awake for the sex. Oh, right. Yeah. She couldn't even Doped enjoy up. it. Yeah. She's nothing but supportive of him. Oh, you know, uh, and he's just. Uh, Ungrateful bastard. I don't know. I. Just like my number three, Jamie, Uncle Frank from Home Alone 1 and 2. I mean, oh, my God. No, just kidding. All right. So we're doing horror, right? Yeah, horror. You know what? You said Uncle Frank. I was thinking Hellraiser. Ah, Right. Uncle Frank. Come to daddy. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Let me throw uh, a trifecta in here. So summer just ended, but... We're still at the tail end of it. Well, no, it's over. <laughs> Who am I kidding? But I know where you're going. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So we got a trifecta. Now, you might even know, not know who the third pick is in this, though. But So Sleepaway Camp, yep. Meg. <laughs> Judy. Judy. Judy, of course. Yeah. And? Who's oh, the girl the from cook? the second one? Yeah, Artie. Oh, I thought you were going to take one person from Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3 because she was such an asshole in part 2. So I thought you were going to – oh, yeah. No, there's just part 1. Yeah, so Meg and Judy and Artie. uh, (laughs) So Artie, I mean this guy, he has no shame in his game. He is saying these kids are mouth-watering. They are – Baldies and you know Matt just goes too far with this stuff. I mean, Artie, Artie <laughs> goes way too far. I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> uh, he's too young like to him. even understand what's on your mind. <laughs> and the fact that he he doesn't even bother to make sure his belt is securely fastened before he walks out of the walk-in is mind-boggling to me. Well, and the fact that Mel doesn't pick up on that. <laughs> he's doing it you know, right in front of him. And he's like, oh, I guess I scared her. 
as he's buckling his belt. Like, scared her with what, your dick? Like, <laughs> Mr. Furley's looking at him like, yeah, I guess so. Mr. Furley. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Roper. Well, I don't know, whoever he is, I don't know. <laughs> he looks more like Furley than Roper, okay, I would say. <laughs> It's that rubber face. Oh, yeah. oh, not you, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it can't be you. Yeah, oh, God. It can't be. Yeah, just think of the disappointment in this guy's brain. Like, he was going to... Listen, nope. Meg isn't exactly my type, but damn. I mean, in, in that place? You saw the girls there, right? When they were going to go skinny dipping? Like, Meg is a 10 over there. Her and Judy. Yeah, her know? and Judy are a 10 compared to the women over there. So the only hot one was the one that the kid actually got to go in the canoe with him. Lindsay or or, or um, Lin, Linda or something like that. But <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay. She was smoking hot. The one he tipped over in the canoe. She, He's so dumb for doing that. Yeah, Meg. Imagine getting Meg when you, even if it was a young version of him, that would be mind-blowing. But he's like 65, and he was getting a, a chick looking that good at 22 or something. Like I know, man. Just think of what he felt, that it was right, it just slipped right through his fingers. Like, Horrible. God. I'd be like, what? I don't get her motivation. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Like, he, I don't think he has that much money. <laughs> Can you imagine when she read the script? She was like, uh, what? She's like, so I have to do this? What does he look like? Oh, God. How about in part three? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Pee-wee. Yeah. He's sucking on her on, on her on her titties and stuff. Sweet pee. That, yeah. yeah, Jan Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Yeah, either, either <laughs> one of them. Sweet pee. Sweet pee. Oh, I said pee-wee. Sweet pee. <laughs> Always got pee-wee on the screen. Yeah, she went, huh. <laughs> What's the secret word, Pee-wee? <laughs> Sweet Pee. Sweet oh, Pee. Yeah, like, that's another one. Like, he's not even being cool. Like, if you somehow found, got Jan Hernandez to be into, would you actually be so corny and say, Sweet Pee? Or would you try to be cool a little bit? You know, like, all right, yeah. this is working out. Let me just uh, play it cool here. No, he's still a total dork and still gets her. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Judy, Judy looks like a cartoon of, in like a 1950s comic book or something. Like, she makes the faces that are like caricature faces for mean girls. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I mean this in the best way. Like, she's great. Oh, she's amazing. It's like she studied the art of snobby bitch face in the mirror and knew how, how to close her eyes halfway and say, Hey, Angela. And, like, leave her mouth hanging open. Like, every nuance of her face was fucking spot on. It was unbelievable <laughs> performance for who she, she was. She should have done more. Oh, yeah. She should have done more stuff like that. You know who she reminds me of? Two people that are really good at that. Emma Roberts, when she plays a bitch. Mm -hmm. And um, Alexa yeah. Bliss, the wrestler, when she's a bad girl. Dude, the faces, I'm telling you, it's spot on. So it's not easy to do that facial acting and right. doing those looks. You know what I mean? But it's too bad Judy didn't do more stuff because she could have played that role. Mm -hmm. She could have been like the, like basically what well, What's-His-Name was from Karate Kid. Right. You know, exactly. in all the movies when he played – Right, when he played a similar asshole character, mm -hmm. she could have done the same thing, but 
Wasn't yeah, TV, just I one guess. of the guys. Yeah, Z- Zelina Vega does the great phases too when she's doing the bitch stuff. True. People know how to do it. I don't know. Uh, so, Jamie, who's your number three? Well, this is really weird because this one uh, actually ties in kind of to what Dave said last. Walter from the Stepford Wives. And the reason it ties in is because they were both written by Ira Levin. And they both have virtually the same theme, which is as far as the uh, as far as the motivation of the husbands, which is he is moving his family into this, you know, serene little town. He learns that in order to get the idyllic wife that he wants, his he's going to have to lose his real wife like she's going to die and he goes ahead with it. Now, you can see a couple of times when he's upset about the choice, but not enough to stop it from happening. <laughs> like, you're so concerned about ha- wanting a housewife who with bigger boobs that, <laughs> uh, that all she does is, is cook and clean and take care of you. And she has no interest of her home of her own. She stops taking photographs like all of these things. He's so hung up on that that he's willing to kill her or have her killed. (laughs) Like, fuck you, dude. Like, it's just um, like we were actually watched it not that long ago, just a couple weeks ago, just because. And um, Brian came out while he was watching it. And it was at a point where Walter was saying something. And Brian was half asleep because this was in the this was like three or four four o'clock in the morning. And I was up watching this movie and he comes wandering out to the living room and he just goes. Ugh, that guy's a dick. And then he turns around and walks off. And you were like, like you just recall that when you were making this list. You were like, wow, he just got me. <laughs> That's a great pick. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I do love that movie. And Oh, yeah. I, I never realized that it's the same author and the similarities. That's really cool. Yeah, that's why I actually, uh, I had wanted to do a show on that several years ago. Well, uh, I had an idea to do a couple of uh, Ira Levins, you know, um, together, like Stepford Wives and um, and uh, was it? Oh, Rosemary's Baby, and discuss the books as well as the movies. You know, I just thought that would be fun to get into because they are so similar in theme. As far as that's concerned, I mean, um, Rosemary wasn't exactly uh, a feminist, uh, like um, like Elaine. In right. um, uh, God damn it, uh, not Elaine. That's Stop. her name. In Jesus, uh, Joanna. Um, <laughs> Elaine is her name in the Graduate. <laughs> oh, that's what. Okay. Uh, which, by the uh, way, Catherine Catherine Ross. I just love her. I just think she's so gorgeous. But um, yeah. anyway, it's like they're not the same character, but the husbands are both have virtually the same motivation. Is they are willing to sacrifice their wives for their own gain, you know, and it's just, it's. Thank God most men wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I hope. Who knows? Uh, so what's Dave's number three? Okay. Uh, my number three comes from Carrie. And it's the lovely and talented Nancy Allen as Chris Harginson. Man. Good. Well, she was just so relentless and she was never right. Everything she did was bad 
and wrong, and she did not care. She stood up to the freaking teacher and the, and the principal and everything. And when she couldn't go to the dance, she had to seduce John Travolta's character and say this and this. She couldn't even freaking think. <laughs> she's trying to use sex to you know to get him to do mm-hmm. it, and she's down there. She's performing. Oh, hope <laughs> Right. Oh God, amazing! So she was so hell bent. She didn't even go to the dance. She was able to sneak in, orchestrate all that stuff, get a pig slaughtered, forget all this stuff, just so she can take revenge on this poor girl who never did shit to anybody. She didn't do anything to freaking Chris in that movie. She was always the one receiving. It wasn't her fault that you know that that she got in trouble. So I just always thought she was just so heartless about it all and she just even her friends were saying just let it go you know and she wouldn't she was just hell bent on freaking being mean to somebody and what she's mad because they lost a freaking a volleyball game in gym class is is that what really started all of this and she just never let up the whole movie and you could see the look in her and she's so good Nancy Allen you could just see the the look in her eyes and she's getting ready to pull it and she's excited and everything it just it just shows like evil intent and she plays it so well. And then of course what ends up happening to them is great as well. I kind of feel a little bit sorry for, you know, John Travolta's character. Cause I mean, you know, he gets kind of taken advantage of to a degree, but still she, to me, she's the ringleader of it. And she's, you know, she's an asshole for sure. Right. I think that's why they kind of make him a bit of a dick as well. Um, like, you know, when he slaps her, Right. Sort of like a backhanded slap. But uh, when he slaps Chris, like he is clearly not a good person, you know, and then, of course, he, you know, they do the whole pig thing and that's just cruel. So, yeah, I mean, they do they do enough to make me not give a shit about him. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) But she is uh, you're that's a good call. She's a straight up bitch. And uh, I actually just watched the remake again Saturday night. Um, which one was another with Corey Mortez, the Carrie remake with, um, the, with Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. Yeah. How gotcha. come, how come Chloe never got big? I thought she was going to become a huge actress. What happened? Mm, I haven't seen her in anything since, uh, up in the cloud. What was the name of that movie last year, Dave, or year before cloud? Oh cloud. yeah. That was her in that movie. Yeah. Shadow was in the cloud. Yeah. That was yeah. beginning of 20. Yeah. I hear you. She has been around, but I don't know. Not a whole lot recently, right? Well, I tell you what it is, is remakes have cooled off. And yeah, <laughs> so she you're hasn't right. had any work because <laughs> that's all she does is remakes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, her little niche is gone. She's the queen of remakes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's stick to uh, a franchise, at least. And uh, so what I got is... Texas Chainsaw 3D, Daryl, the guy who robs them eventually. Texas Chainsaw 2, Lefty and Right. And Texas Chainsaw 4, Vilmer. Like, all these... What's wrong with Lefty? Yeah, what is wrong with Lefty? That's the only... I don't remember the other two that much, but I, I of course I know Lefty, Dennis Hopper. But what did he do? Was it because he used her? Because he set her up? Everything he did, the way he spoke to mm-hmm. her is when she went to his hotel room, the way he acts, his, he's so obnoxious to everybody, the cop in the beginning, the guy selling him the chainsaws, 
Like, everything about him is totally obnoxious. Oh, my aching banana. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is just a twat from head to toe. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see that authority. Yeah, right. (laughs) Is he supposed to be liked? Is that what we're supposed to get out of that? Yeah, he's a vigilante. He's coming for revenge for his family. That's all it's about. That's that's simply Bring it all down. <laughs> Bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> Who's a bigger jerk, him or Vilmer from part four, Matthew McConaughey? Oh, Vilmer. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just a... Well, and he hits Darla, too. So, like... Uh, right. Yeah, you know, he's just... He's a... He's a little douche. But Lefty was so mean to legs or uh, stretch. But then he comes back and he says, I I need you, Missy. Legs. Yeah, because he's just (laughs) using her. It's like, God damn it, girl. I'm used you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's almost like you could throw the dude from Jaws in there. the, The one who smashes the radio. Like, I don't know. Like, these guys are supposed to be liked, but I have an easier time not liking them. And and he's an asshole, too. Look how he treats Richard Dreyfus the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's... You guys have covered that extensively, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, but I understand they come, they're different from different walks of life. They see things differently, like getting a Republican and a Democrat in our freaking room and, and having them go fishing. What is that supposed to mean? They always get along. What are you talking about? <laughs> they totally sure. are open-minded to the other person. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but here's what's funny about you, Alex. People that are out, straight out assholes in movies, you, you get a kick out of them and like, and like them. Now, you have a guy like Lefty who's kind of shades of both, and you despise him. <laughs> it's almost backwards. <laughs> yeah, like I worship the biggest assholes in horror, and then like, like yeah, I have like Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie? Which one's Ronnie? Uh from fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know? You love that guy. Yeah. I will crawl with that. And I will skull fuck, fuck the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's amazing. Hey, Michelle, my bell. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> you know what I'm so mad about, by the way? Oh. In our, in our Halloween vs. Friday battle show 88, Jamie says... I, th- I think it was that show... Jamie said, oh, yeah, because she was trying to find good things about the remake to battle whatever, maybe the Friday remake. And and she says, Ronnie. And I go, really? You think he was a good character? And she's like, yeah. I was like, "Uh, I don't I don't know about that. Can you believe that? (laughs) I just thought she was talking about someone else. I thought she was talking about Sheriff Brackett for some reason. What? I don't know. He's a good character, too, though. Yeah, but in my mind, when you said that, I pictured Brackett when you said Ronnie for some reason. And then I'm sitting here arguing with you that he's not that great. And meanwhile, I should have been saying, yeah, you're right. He's great. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself when I, whenever I listen back to that, because I listen to that like every five years or so. And I'm so mad when I listen. I'm like, wait, what am I saying? That's funny. I'm all broken up, bitch. I can't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all he does. Crying shit. Crying shit. Crying shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's been giving me the freaky eye. 
You know that dumper <laughs> on your daughter? She got a dumper on her. I'll That's... purge my snorkel all over them flapjack titties. <laughs> <laughs> There's assholes. That whole family is assholes. I apologize nine years later, Jamie. I'm sure you, you've been thinking about that every night since we recorded that I have, show. I have. Uh, from yeah. now on, I will sleep like a baby. Thank you. Yeah. Every night she's like, I can't believe he didn't like Ronnie. I thought he did. <laughs> but he doesn't like Lefty. That's the funny part. <laughs> uh, no, and my next pick is going to be the one I, I love. So <laughs> I'm even going to make myself look worse. But okay, Jamie, who's your number four? Again, another connection. This is so crazy. From Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers, John Strode. Yes. Ha! I was just watching him. <laughs> awesome. He is amazing from beginning to end. You lost it, Deborah. You lost it. Just lost it. <laughs> uh, it's great. <laughs> that is another one. He who didn't realize that he should have played Fred Flintstone at some point in his life, but but <laughs> let's let's forget about that. Uh yeah, he is phenomenal. This is the kind of asshole that just improves a movie. I mean, we all agree on that, right? I mean Halloween six has pretty dull moments, but John Strode's not one of them. Oh, yeah. I like John Strode. He's funny. He's an asshole, but, you know. I like when he's like, it's... God damn it. And he, like, slams the thing, there's the phone down, then he pulls out the liquor and is in his desk. Thanks for the dinner. <laughs> he's like a real, he's like a real mean Archie Bunker, almost. <laughs> if Archie Bunker was a complete piece of shit, that that would be this guy. He comes home. He's yelling. He's, he's always cutting down his wife. Everything, of course, you know. And he's slapping his daughter, which is come on. And calls his grandson a bastard. I'll just give her all her goddamn money. <laughs> so Jamie, what do you like about him the most? Oh well, Jamie. See, we're sitting here praising this guy, and the person who picked him isn't even giving her perspective. Do you love this guy, or do you hate him for the asshole he is? I think the actor does a great job of being an asshole and i appreciate his performance uh the character himself i i do love that he gets served up a, one of the most creative cool deaths at least in the version where you actually get to see his head oh yeah like glowing and on fire and explode you know like that's Death great star. that's dave's favorite kill yeah yeah i mean it's pretty it's awesome and the good the best kills are often deserved and, well, usually reserved for the shittiest people. And uh, he gets it, you know. But, yeah, I mean, he, there is not a single moment in that <laughs> film when with him where he is a good person. Like, not even a little bit. He's just, he wakes up a dick. He goes to bed a dick, you know. <laughs> and I feel sorry for his wife. No, there is one, Jamie. When he chops down the Michael Myers uh, thing in the front lawn... He could have thrown it into the street, but instead he walks back with it and throws it on his front porch. Well, there you go. He's totally redeemed. Pretty nice thing to do. <laughs> I mean, he could have just littered and threw it right into the street and let it be somebody else's problem. But but he took it in and um, and he will address it later. And he's heartbroken because his daughter left him for five years and didn't, I don't know, you could see it in the producer's cut, there's just two those two quick scenes when he talks to his wife and, you know, she said, this this isn't about her. And he's like, she's not my daughter anymore, he says. And then later on, when he's upset with his wife and gets off the phone with her, he takes a sip of alcohol and he pulls out a picture that he had in his 
in his in you know in his office dresser in in his freaking thing and there's a picture of his daughter like maybe a few years younger before she left and he just looks at the picture and sets it down and says happy halloween little girl it seems like there's a lot more that meets the eye in their relationship granted yeah. it's no excuse to hit her or to call his grandson a bastard but it seems like he, there's also sadness there too so and i will give him credit he he did mumble bastard like he didn't really want to say he like the little Right, right. So yeah. there's that. So come on, Jamie. I think you should back. All, all right. Okay. All right. I'm too rough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he's an asshole, though. You know, it's it's a fact. Best kind. That's what we're here for. So, Dave, what's what's your fourth pick? Man, which one do I want to use here? I'm gonna go off the beaten path. The hell with it. I'm gonna go with um um Chris from the craft. And Chris is the guy that ends up being thrown out later on by Nancy, uh, you know, out the window, that great scene when she's scraping across the floor, floating and everything. She's basically telling him, you know, your shit and everything else. And because the guy, he comes around, he tries to seduce the freaking girl, the new girl. And then she doesn't hook up with him. And then the next day he tells everybody that, he, that, that you know, he slept with her. And in the meantime, he's hooking up with all these girls and denying it, and he's the one that's freaking spreading the disease, like whatever they had, the STD that they told. He goes and tells her, the new girl, that, oh, yeah, that girl over there, Nancy, she's a major slut, and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, she spreads disease, and then he's, and then she tells him, no, he's the freaking, he's the asshole, and he spreads disease, I can tell you, from personal, you know, experiences. But the guy, I don't feel one bit sorry for him when he gets the curse on him and uh, he's following her around like a little lap dog and his friends are making fun of him and stuff. But just because of the way he acted before right. and apparently his his history with, you know, the girls in school and th- you don't do that. You don't freaking lie and tell everybody that the first night you took out a new girl from school completely tarnished her reputation <sighs> because she didn't hook up with him. She He goes and tells everybody that she put out with him like right away and just – immediately mess up her her reputation at a brand new school that's just a really shitty thing to do to somebody and he's an asshole he doesn't get talked about but when i watch the movie i'm like this guy he's nothing but an asshole and he deserves what he gets right oh yeah and his uh brecken who plays his friend and that is a dick too uh yeah he's obviously worse he's the skeet ulrich is worse right but I don't know, a bunch of dicky guys in that movie. And he looks like the same kid from that Freddy's Dead movie. His friend. He oh, looks, how he looks about that? Just like him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. He's like the poor man's, uh, what'd you say, Breckenmeyer? He's like the poor man's Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. Yeah. That's so or weird. Or the Breckenmeyer. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Wow. Great pick. Number four. Good. Off the beaten path. Let me see if I can go off the beaten path. Um, nope. Okay, so my <laughs> next pick. <laughs> oh, no, no, I said I was going to do something, and it's still not off the beaten path. So, um, yeah, let's go for it, man. Sam, White Moon, and Deke from Creep Show oh, 2. Oh, nice. <laughs> At least Deke didn't kill anybody. Right. Well, you know. Nope. He did not. Yeah, but Sam, White Moon, fuck that guy. Sam White Moon is amazing. God. But here's the thing. Listen, let's just get past me for a second. Let's take me out of the equation. Am I the only one who's supposed to think this guy is great? What do you think? Like, before you ever talk to me, 
Did you watch Creepshow 2 and say, man, I can't wait for all this guy's horse shit and love all of it? Or did you just sit there and go, ugh, what a jerk? Um, I don't know. I probably just thought, ugh, what a jerk. Probably. I always liked them. No, I always liked his lines. I always liked, you know, I'm going to get paid and laid and all that <laughs> other stuff and the stuff that he says and the way he, over here, lady. So he has like this comedy <laughs> team, you know? <laughs> he's he's a little bit funny. Like, I, so I understand why you like him because I like him to a degree too. And he ultimately, he doesn't mean to shoot when he does, but that doesn't excuse what he did. He didn't really show too much remorse he about it. He doesn't have any remorse about it, no. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> that's a problem so he is an asshole but he's one of those entertaining assholes like, like captain Rhodes or like ronnie or, or what have you but yeah. he is an well, asshole. that's what makes a, a good asshole i think is that if you can enjoy what they're doing you know uh, in a performance kind of way right right definitely <laughs> yeah when we did our creep show 2 retro when we did that back in 2015 uh, or 16 16 I must have played every single <laughs> line out of this guy's mouth. I mean, every little nuance from, <laughs> does this work? What? Bam! Does it work? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the photo machine, does it work? <laughs> like, that is just amazing. Um, when he goes, one more step and blam! All that stuff. Uh yeah, I don't know. I just always found such humor and fun with him. I just love that dude. And his hair is just great. And it's so funny because his hair doesn't even look all that good on him. Like, it's not even nice hair. It's just long hair. That's the best part of it. Like, they picked the guy with the least nice head of hair to represent a guy obsessed with his own hair. So that was funny in itself. And then you got Deke on the raft. <laughs> He is just, he just seems like a really cool guy. I know Jamie, he lost points with her when he was like, I'm going to smoke you, Lorraine. Shut up. And all that kind of stuff. She was like, oh, yeah, real sweet guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I don't know. Like, besides that, didn't he seem like a great guy to hang out with? <laughs> well, he's got weed. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Loco. <laughs> And the way he calls this dude Pancho, he goes, Mucho Ecological Pancho. Mucho Ecological Pancho. <laughs> He's kind of an asshole. Yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out with him, I don't think. He's one of those he's one of those jocks, you know, with a fast car. Just those those kids in high school that, that just thought that they were freaking too cool for school. Those same assholes that grew up to be guys that are our age now that drive the big trucks and that they're always – you're going like freaking 38 and a 30 and they're up your ass. They'll, 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 that's basically what all those guys with the sports cars in high school grew, grew up to be, these freaking guys with these trucks that are that drive like assholes now. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I, I know you know some of them, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I try not to think – yeah. I try not to think of that type of thing with him though. Like – I try to think of, like, if I was... Like, think about it. He hung out with Poncho, though. So he would... Maybe he just does sports because he's good at it, but he he still likes normal people. I figured he couldn't get anyone to hang out with him um, that was that was part of the, that, that crew. So he had to hang out with this kid who freaking kind of looked up to him because he was, like, not as popular, but he was, like, his buddy. But he could be the alpha in the situation. Yeah. 
that, that maybe they grew I, up together and and yeah. you know he grew into the cool jock and and friend did not but he I never forgot know, his but, friend see i told you he's cool or like dave said like how much of an asshole do you have to be where the jocks would not let you hang out with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a horrible take on this. I don't like that, Dave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delete that from the show. I don't like what you said about Dave. Well, it's like, you know, in Days of Confused, how freaking the character that Ben Affleck plays is kind of a joke. He hangs out with them, but they all look at him and he's like, oh. God, he flunked another year, and he's kind of. He, he even says that. That's the line that Jeremy London uses in the movie. Pinky goes, "Yeah, he's kind of a joke." When the kid asks him, so he's like one of those. He's part of the crew, but everyone's like, "Yeah, he's a fucking doughhead." You know what I mean? Yeah, Deke would have to be pretty bad that the jocks don't even want to hang out with him. That that's a horrible <laughs> way to see this. So I'm gonna move on to Jamie's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have another connect. I really don't. Not this time. Uh, this yeah, I was is gonna say, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> this is Chad from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Ah, oh, shit. A Chad. Uh, yeah, yeah. He lives up to his name. He's yeah. a douche. Like just straight up. Well, first of all, uh, he's the killer. So <laughs> he's he's a uh, or a like he's fucking psycho is what he is but he's he's the one who escalates all the issues who pushes people into thinking the way they think about tucker and dale like he's just he is not a nice person although i do think at the end when they have the sit down and they're talking about tea and he's like it's not chamomile is it i'm i'm allergic like there are some funny moments (laughs) that i think are endearing but for the most part no but that guy I can't remember his real name, but he usually plays characters like that, um, uh, like in uh, Ginger Snaps. And right. he's pretty he's pretty damn good at it. <laughs> so um, I think, uh, yeah. He's a natural. He yeah. is. So it kind of makes me wonder if he's really like that in real life. I'm sure he's not. <laughs> I'm, sure he's a, I'm sure he's a lovely person. It's easier to play bad guys than good guys. That's all. And more fun. That's how I see it. You know, yeah, like I, I yeah totally it's definitely it. more fun. Hell, yeah. even when I was a kid, and if we were playing uh, He Man, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be Skeletor, like with the oh. with the figures. You know, 100%. not we weren't large. Oh, but yeah. like and he had that staff, I, that freaking purple staff with the yes. ram's head. Oh, I loved you know, it. Or if I could be Evelyn, I would. But if ah. I couldn't, then I wanted to be Skeletor. I never wanted to be any of the good people. They're boring. They're boring, right? Oh, yeah, they are boring. Who wants to be a Ninja Turtle when you could be Shredder? There you go. Yeah. Right? Well, are you Skeletor, though, when he was walking around with that little dog, like in the Christmas special? Or are you just like real mean Skeletor? <laughs> no, real mean Skeletor. He oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, he was great. He just died. The guy did his voice just died like a year or two ago. Yeah. I remember oh, that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Damn. All right, Dave, what's your number five? Okay, this is one that we've talked about before on podcasts, and <laughs> he is Buddy Repperton from Christine. I mean, oh, good one. Yeah, discount John Travolta. Fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just a bully, almost like Chris Harrigan's. Same thing, just freaking, he does nothing wrong, 
uh, Cuntingham at Cuntingham. all. He just gets bullied by this kid. He calls him Cuntingham. He stabs his milk, the whole thing, just for no reason other than wanting to be a bully. And then, boy, he gets really freaking, I mean, who go, who comes at a teacher that? Again, wow, there's a parallel to Chris Harginson because she comes at her teacher at one point. Isn't that weird? Well, but anyway, Stephen King. Right. And he, he writes his bullies yep. the same way. <laughs> That's true, regardless of sex. Yeah, even even the, the girl does the same thing the guy does as a bully. Yeah, interesting. So, but man, he's just a son of a bitch, and he's relentless. Just Same thing with Chris, and he just, he puts his, uh, you know, his cronies up to it and everything, and he just does not stop. And then he's applauding when freaking what's-his-name gets hurt, and he could have been paralyzed, mm. you know, and he's mm-hmm. just, just a, that is maybe the biggest asshole move of everything in the whole movie. Could you imagine being there at a high school game and seeing freaking somebody get hit that way and they go down and everybody's worried and you stand up and you're like, yay! I mean, hold Yeah, that's dark, man. Dude, yeah. Surprised he was even there. What's he doing at the football game? <laughs> Those Hoping guys for something like that. Game. <laughs> he was watching Deke. I mean, clearly he has issues because he's like 30 and he's still... <laughs> You know, stealing people's lunches. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) He's like Juice from the Garbage Pill Kids movie. Oh, wow. Isn't it funny (laughs) that he was only 24? We talked about this when we did it. Oh, we couldn't believe it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because he does look 30, at least. He looks like one of those people. But at the time, he's probably the same age that freaking... Cuntingham. Or close to that the other ones are. Yeah, the Cuntingham is, and that freaking, uh, what's his name, and the girl, and all of them. You know what I mean? It's probably pretty good, but he mm-hmm. does. Boy, he looks weathered. He's like freaking Sammy Kerr, you know? <laughs> Sammy Kerr was like, yeah, he looked like yeah, he looked like he was 40, and he was like 20 or something. Right. Wasn't Caroline Monroe like 40 in... Um... Maniac? No. Um... Oh, April, not April Fool's Day. It, it started out as April Fool's Day, and then it got Slaughter High to Slaughter High. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Well, she uh, was she, born in like 1950, so probably yeah. Slaughter High's. 18. So yeah, she was like 40 playing high school. <laughs> now right. it's fucking Caroline Monroe. Well, she, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, she looked way better at her age than this guy looked at 24. Think about that. That's true. Holy Hell, shit! She looks good now. Well, well, he right. he played an amazing asshole, and he I will say it's an enjoyable one. Me, uh, Matt, and uh, what's his name, Dave, had such a great time talking about him when I was on that show I was telling you about. Yeah, you know that <laughs> was the banana laser? laser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, laser. It was just such a great time Indiglo talking. girls. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so he is—he's up there. I mean, he's one of the ones yeah. you like. He's not like the Saw Two guy. I mean, there's those guys, and then there's these guys, and he's one of these guys. That's true. But he's a little on the fence. Like he is pretty. We enjoy it, but but I wouldn't ever say I'd hang out with him. You know, like in any way, shape, or form, I would never <laughs> want to hang out with him. But yeah, I do enjoy him. Yeah. He reminds me of of, of people from from high school that that were that way he does a real good job um in that role honestly but it is funny because of how he drops the f-bomb a couple times and a couple of the words he uses and shit yeah but right he is definitely an asshole i mean right. there's a, no question about one. that yeah. yeah just like it i'll bleed into dave's thing so my my sixth pick i'll bleed into 
what he said with Sammy Kerr and Tim Haney from Trick or Treat. Oh. They're both total assholes. Like, Sammy Kerr is an asshole. Like, listen, I, lo- I love the whole metal rock and roll mentality of that movie. It's it's That's what I'm into. I like all that stuff. Um, I even like Sammy Kerr's music, even though I don't think it's very metal. <laughs> exactly. Um but it's it's sort of metal, I guess. And oh, it, for the time. Yeah, for the time, yeah. I guess, yeah, the two big bands, They, I guess their songs were still heavier than this guy, though. Like Megadeth and Metallica. You were, the big four, whatever. Like, well, yeah. That was a newer thing, though. I mean, there was, there was regular metal. There was metal, and then there became thrash and speed metal. This is just regular heavy metal. Regular metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but you, but the way he looks, you would think it'd be heavy metal or something, or or at least I guess glam metal in a way, right? He kind of was a little glammy when you think about it. He, yeah, he had that look of like somebody that would be in like Wasp or, or, or yeah, Black Sabbath or something, right. you know? Yeah, more yeah. than like a uh... like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very awesome. strange metal type of guy, but okay, yeah, he's sorry. I love Blackie Lawless. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> But, like, he was a, a, a total douche to, like, the reporters, whatever. Uh, it was so typical <laughs> in the courtroom and all that stuff. But, uh, like, and that guy died, like, really soon after, like, Trick or Treat. Oh, it's funny. All these weathered guys. I wonder if, if Buddy Cuprin died after he did uh, Christine. I wonder how long he lived after that movie. But uh, Okay, you just mixed up Buddy Repperton and Buddy Cupfer. From Halloween three, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> See, I got Halloween on the brain. You called him Buddy Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm amazing. St- I'm still doing it, guys. Twelve years later. This <laughs> uh, year's my son, Buddy Junior. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys they don't live long when they look beat up at those young ages. But yeah, so Tim Haney, let's not forget him. He was the actual asshole in the movie. He's Doug Savant. At least he's cute, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's he's a good asshole. You always remind me of Matt when you do that. Dave, do you get that? When Alex goes, when he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of Matt. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that is a Mattism that he got. <laughs> me and Matt are blending at this point. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, dude, he tried to kill somebody. What a bastard. Didn't he put Freaking weights? He put weights in his shit. Yeah, dude, he was going to murder the kid in the pool in front of everybody. <laughs> what an asshole. Like, you put weights in a book bag and zipped it up and pushed a kid in a pool. Like, wow. What did this guy do? Kill your mother? Like, I don't even understand <laughs> half of this stuff sometimes. Like, I would love to know what Cuntingham did. Did we ever find out why Buddy hates him so much? Just because he was weak and he could pick on him and he's that kind of guy, you know, like they go after the vulnerable ones because they're oh, they're so insecure themselves. Right. That they couldn't go after an actual challenge. No, nah, they get their ass whooped. <laughs> Instead of reaffirming their their dominance, they don't want to test it. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, they go after somebody that's equal to them and they might lose a fight. You know, they go after the weak guys and they're not even going to put up a challenge. So they don't even have to fight to look tough, you know. Yeah, and they, they get to, yeah, uh, it's easier. 
So, uh, Jamie, who's your number? Not, and I'm keep numbering these picks. I'm just trying to keep some kind of order here, but these aren't in order. We're not doing like the best one is the whatever. <laughs> We're actually wrapping this up. Uh, okay, Jamie, who's yours? All right, uh, I have Melissa from <laughs> Friday Seven. I just everything she's ugh, like. I, I hate, she goes out of her way to be a bitch and she's chasing this guy that is not interested. Okay. Like give it up. He is not interested in you. Like, yeah. I don't understand pretending like you're gonna eat, like you're in a, having a thing with the science fiction guy to make this guy jealous who doesn't even care. That's <laughs> doesn't, that doesn't work that way. Like, Somebody's not going to be jealous of you if they don't give a shit that you even exist. You know, <laughs> like, uh, like I don't understand. She's but, just so <laughs> used to winning. That's all it is. She's used no, to getting her way, you know, so yeah. she thinks it's going to happen no matter what. And that's like the worst kind of person of all, you know. Which I love that her pearls get busted up. I love that <laughs> she gets a great death with the axe to the face oh. and then getting tossed behind the TV. I love that. Death. That was the best kill of the movie. Um, yeah, I agree. And even though people say sleeping bag, but I don't think so. You know, I actually, when we did our retro, I think you were still listening at that point. Yeah, I was I was willing to listen to that one. <laughs> when we did our retro, I that was my favorite kill. Yeah, um, I remember. I, I just, I think it's, honestly, it doesn't, it's not like anything that elaborate or anything, but it just is different, you know? And plus, she, she deserved it. It's a ripoff of... Um... Marcy's death, but it's yeah. it has a combo platter with the toss behind the TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He made it an extra value meal. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, Melissa. <laughs> Good old Melissa. Dave, uh, we'll wrap this up. Now, I'm sure people are going to say the same thing they said with the most iconic that you can go on for another two hours. But, you know, I mean, if you guys at the end want to just list off all your honorable mentions without getting into it and uh, just put the names out there, whatever. Um, it's easy. Yeah, because yeah. we're not going to retread this topic. That would just be weird, right? I mean, I don't, iconic moments is another story of horror, but like right. assholes, you're not going to like have a part two of asshole show. So... Yeah, once you're done, um, I'll just list off all mine. You do yours, and if Jamie has any, you do yours, whatever. And yeah, so, but for now, which one do you want to elaborate on for your last one? Okay, you know, I'm going to elaborate on this one, even though my memory of it isn't as strong, but I know you guys are going to remember it uh, for the most part because it comes from a franchise. I have other ones that I've seen more and that I can talk more about, but this one is is more friendly and you guys might have some more uh, input on it. And it's that guy, Carter, from the original Final Destination. The boyfriend of oh, the freaking... Oh, yeah. Right? Of the pretty girl. Yeah. He, he was an asshole throughout the movie, right? I mean, just... Yeah. Yeah. That total dick. The way he talked to people and everything else. Even the way he Carter talked to his Smith. girlfriend. Carter Smith, right, right. Kurt, yeah, and, the guy, from, he was from Dawson's Creek. Oh, was he? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know. So how did he end up dying in this one? That was the problem I had. I was trying to remember his death scene, thinking it had to be good. But I he's can't the one remember. who got He's the one who got hit with the sign at the end. 
Oh, at the very that you end. actually that you actually brought up when we were talking about <laughs> deaths and horror. Movies. There you go. I remember. <laughs> see, see how I am. I don't remember who it was. I just remember it was a great way to end a movie and a great death. Right. <laughs> and now I, on another show, I'm talking about the guy saying what an asshole he is, and I forgot how he died. <laughs> well, I'm glad I brought that up at least for a laugh. Sorry. Yeah, and when you talked about him before, you said he's such a nice guy. It's a shame that happened to him. <laughs> oh man well yeah no that's a great pick that's a classic uh well i don't know yeah i guess we're so old it's, it's classic now <laughs> oh god i know it's like 2000 or something and, and it's friggin 23 yep. years ago jesus it christ is. Where did my life go? Yeah, this, this is a show a lot about, like, where did my life go kind of show. Like, with the Halloween talk, what the hell, we're old. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm feeling it now at at 44. Like, I'm finally realizing I'm not that young guy. It is not okay for me to look at 20-year-olds anymore. Uh, all that crap. Unless I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Is which... it all right if I look at 20-year-olds anymore? <laughs> My wife walked in the room. Irene came in, so I thought I would say that. Alex is 44 now, and he goes, I'm finally realizing that I'm getting older and this and that, and it's not our right to look at 20-year-olds anymore. And then you walk downstairs, and I thought I would ask you. 20, <laughs> 20 is too young? 20 is gross. If I was single, 20 well, is too young? I mean, it's not really gross, but still. Okay. Okay, look at it this way. Uh-huh. That's almost your daughter's age. Oh, my God. Hi, Hi Irene. Hi. Jamie and Alex said hello. Tell them I said hi. She said hi. You probably, they can hear you. You can't hear them. Oh, the other way around. Yeah, trust me. You're better off that way. Tell her thank you so much for the sweet messages about Wednesday and Pugsley. She was so kind. Oh, yeah. I, I will tell her. She went upstairs already. But, yeah, of course. Huh, anyway, all right, sorry to sidetrack. I just thought that'd be funny if I said that to my wife. No, it's great. Now she was officially on the skeleton crew. Call your dad and ask him if he looks at 20-year-olds. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the real telltale right there. Well, I can tell you that my uncle, my dad's brother, once said to me on the plane, granted it was like in the 90s, but he was probably, let's see, he's 80, he's pushing 90 now, so let's see. So he was in his 60s at that point, and I remember him telling me, we were talking about, you know, what's attractive and whatnot, and he goes, well, he goes, he goes I don't want to be with an old hag. He goes, even though I'm an old man, I'm not attracted to old women. I go, yeah, it makes sense. I'm not attracted to all of them either. That's fine, but do they have to be uh, 30 if you're 44? Like, how – if I'm looking at, like, who's a hot new girl? Um, oh, I'll tell you, Jenna Ortega. That's, that's who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jenna Ortega. I just fuck. My God, she's so fucking hot. And she's hot as hell, and I and I can't say it now. That's what that, – that's, that's No, you can't – look, if I'm in the – if I'm in the room – you can. Like, I, I'm so sick of people right. being so judgmental about that. It's like, look, they're grown. Ah, oh, I love you, Jamie. Uh, what's his name? Um, what's the, oh, Dane Cook. He's married to a super young chick. She's like 24, 25, maybe 26 at this point. And he even makes jokes about her... <laughs> Like having to finish her homework before they can go out to dinner <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, but they, these they're grown, all right, and they're making their own decisions. And so, 
I just I don't get why people have the need to be in everybody else's fucking business. Whether you think it's gross or not has nothing to do with anything because you're not in the relationship. So shut the fuck up. That's what I say. I never complained about Anna Nicole Smith and her loving husband who left her nothing. <laughs> Good Look, on her, I mean, though. He, he did love the shit out of her. He really, right. really did. You know, um, and I honestly believe I believe she loved him. Uh, not, you know. I know they didn't have like a sexual relationship. She said as much, but I, I do believe she had love for him. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just watched her doc not too long ago. Okay. Uh, for the record, <laughs> I think he did leave her money, but the family fought it. Uh, yeah, they did. And uh, she went when she went to court, she lost. So, oh, because she now this is I didn't agree with. She went to court because she tried to get him or she tried to get some of the inheritance for her daughter, Danny, who wasn't even his kid. <laughs> so, so no, that's not going to work. She <laughs> is such a mess. She died young. It's all a mess. Uh, all right. Well, let's get back to the living assholes. Well, some of them. Uh, <laughs> so you I'm going to forever on film. Yeah. For, yeah. They're forever. Yeah. Like the first guy uh, who's gone, but never forgotten. And I'll, I'll always say school is out. McCullough. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Friday 8, that is one of the most amazing assholes on earth. Friday remake, Trent, asshole who got his comeuppance at the end really well. Friday 6, Sheriff Garris, uh, who got uh, snapped back. Amazing. The Jaws from Mayor, who never got his comeuppance. The Jaws from The Jaws from Oh my Mayor. God, did I say it like that? <laughs> Wow, I'm really losing my mind. And I thought there was nothing wrong with what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The Jaws from Mayor. Mayor was amazing. You guys ever saw Mayor? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Jaws uh, from Mayor. Uh, Harold, the neighbor in the movie House. He was such an ass. Um, he just would not leave when the when the police said beat it, and he came in and he picked up the bullet off the kitchen floor. He is such a douche. You got the the neighbor in Poltergeist, who oh. I don't even know what that relationship was supposed to be. I don't get the about the TV thing and the channels being changed. That was your that's a gripe. No, no, how he acted when they went over the house and tried to talk to him afterwards. It was just so strange. Well, actually, when I, when I don't like him is at the end when she is begging for his help to go save her kids. And his wife is like, no, and she won't let him help her. And I'm just like, fuck you, damn. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, Henry Bowers and Belch, uh, more Stephen King's <laughs> greaser bullies. Great characters. I don't know. I, I, I have a soft spot for that movie. I never I was never cynical about that movie. So, yeah, I love those guys. Um, great stuff. And um, I don't even know why I wrote this. I was just looking for things to write. So I wrote the the mean kids in Halloween ends <laughs> who like didn't they throw a Cuntingham over the bridge. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But only one was a real asshole. But yes, agreed. Right. The other ones were trying to like, you know, talk him out of it. But yeah, he pushed it too far. Yeah, they're trying to talk him off the ledge. No pun intended. <laughs> so that's my uh, honorary mentions. Uh, well, I was going to say the Jaws from Mayor, but you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, but I will also add Dr. Pretorius from Bride of Frankenstein. Wow. Why are you saying that? 
Well, because wow. he's just making tiny little people and keeping them in in glass right. containers. Her monkey lie. Yes, that is rude. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't seem to mind. They have they have no life but to you know ride around in his little glass domes. I I don't know. Yeah, but they were dressed nice. Plus, he knew <laughs> that. Henry didn't want to get involved in this shit again, and he talked him into it. And I mean, like, he just is nefarious. No, I, I think like he kidnapped it. his wife. Is that how he got him to do it? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Worse. Worse. Yeah. Dick. Wow. Yeah, I guess you're right. What about Dr. Pretorius from uh, from Beyond? Is he an asshole too or no? <laughs> yes, he is. There yes. you go. So it must be the name. It's all in the name. Any Any more, Dave? Oh, for me? Yeah, you know, I got a couple. I'll, I'll um, Here's an asshole that comes off as a real asshole, but by the end of the movie, I like him. And it's the the part played by Matthew Fox in Bone Tomahawk. Oh, um, yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, by the end of the movie, you respect him, but you understand he does some asshole things and everything else. But then he's one of those asshole characters that by the end of the movie, you you can kind of see eye to eye with on things. And I, I like when they do it that way. Uh, I think his name well, is. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. cocky and all yeah. of that, but then the moment, the moment that makes me actually love him is when his horse gets killed. Yes. And yeah. then you see his humanity and yeah. Oh, that hurts. Uh, it's, that's awful. That is an awful, awful thing, but uh. yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. And he's like, thank you for your service. And then, then he puts oh. it down. Yeah. Yeah. It does change them. But so, yeah, he, he's a, he's an asshole. But, you know, I, I like him. Um, I'm going to say Otis from Henry, Portrait <laughs> of a Serial Killer. Oh, I thought you were going to say he, Devil's Reach. No, I love him. No, no, he's not an asshole to me. Otis is more than an asshole. He's a d- despicable human being. And I'll just leave it at that. He's like the biggest asshole of assholes. I, I can't stand him. Um the kid from Evil Dead Remake is such an asshole because he just keeps trying to open the freaking thing and cut it open. And no matter what he does, he he cannot stop from opening this freaking book with a million warnings and everything. I think we talked about this not too long ago. It, it'll always piss me off. Just like that girl in Pan's Labyrinth that had to take that grape. Ugh. What an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All she had to do was listen a little bit longer and all of this could have been avoided she couldn't help but eat one damn grape so fuck her too well Jamie um, you just quoted your favorite nurse what an asshole Were <laughs> <laughs> you most uh, beautiful uh, yeah oh yeah exactly how familiar are you guys with the movie Revenge it depends what happened okay the real, really uh, excessively beautiful Matilda Lutz. The actress comes in and uh, God, her boyfriend. So gorgeous. Oh, my God. And he's like really rich. And uh, it, it's such a long story. But he leaves for a little bit. And while he's gone, these two guys rape the girl. So and this is like his he's already an asshole because he's cheating on his wife with this girl. And, and she knows it and he knows it and, and everything else. But, you know, he's just a rich asshole, successful, and he's a freaking big game hunter for Thrill, one of those cats. And he's um, he basically tries to buy her off, even though he knew that she got raped and this and that. He was trying to protect his friend and himself, so we thought that he could send her to Canada or something and give her some money, and everything was going to be okay. And, well, the Myers family, I already kind of said that, um, you know, in, in the remake. They're all kind of assholes. Barry Sims, of course, is an asshole. And... 
along with Barry Sims, you got to go. You got to go with that that jerk off from Jason Goes to Hell, who does the same type of thing. He's using his girl because oh, you know yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So that's about it. That's all I got. Wow, good list, everybody. Yeah, good stuff. Fun. I'm glad that we did shed some light on our unspoken heroes. Uh, these people, <clears throat> Chuck su- supposed the people that you root for in the movie, the people you follow, the protagonist, um, they're not the antagonist a lot of the times, they're just like a side character, but you really need these people. Um, and I was joking, but even in Home Alone, you need Frank, you need those types of people in these movies, they really add another element, and it's usually a fun one. Um, could be one that's irritating, and it could make you not want to watch the movie again, or whatever, whatever. But um, or 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 watch the sequels for ten years. But you know, the ones that are great and do it right and are memorable, they're always memorable. They they really like leave, and leave that indelible mark in your mind, and they really evoke emotion. So uh, I really did. I thought, even though it's just a funny title for a show, I really did want to kind of like um, shed some spotlight on these people and these characters. So, yep, uh, October, here we are. Um, We have some things cooked up for sure. You guys will see a poll on the Skeleton Crew group page, like I talked about in my last Bare Bones show. Um, We are willing to review one Halloween movie even though Banana Laser did it 10 years ago, tonight or something, we're going to review one Halloween movie from um, the first eight movies. And we're going to put them up there and get votes. So whatever one you pick, that's the movie we'll finally review on the Skeleton Crew because we never reviewed a single Halloween movie. We're probably also one of the only podcasts to do that, to never review a Halloween movie. So that's pretty weird. Put your vote in and then we'll get... The review you've been waiting for for 12 seasons of a show. Um, other than that, anything to say? No. Happy October. Happy, yes. Enjoy the Halloween season. Enjoy spooky season. No. Spooky. Mm. Spooky, spooky. And did you know, I mean, if anybody Ooh. pays attention to Brian on Facebook, he squeezes it in any opportunity he can just because he knows it gets under my skin. Oh, yeah. Spooky. Every time he posts, he's like, happy spooky season. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> joining right in. Guys, have a spooktacular night. <laughs> in shocktober. Yeah. Hauntober. I've been saying, <laughs> I, I've been saying spooktacular for years, so I never put it in the context of spooky season i say that because when i was growing up and you bought the universal classic monster movies on vhs one movie at a damn time it would say for the spooktacular price of 14.98 each so awesome that's why i did that i didn't do it for this uh whatever that is so okay see you later guys spooky season (laughs) wow you had to get one more in there huh (laughs) 